Uh, welcome to the Western Sports Podcast. Uh, tonight I'm going to be talking to Pete Smith and going through his life and times in football. Pete has been involved with Western Sports FC for a long time now, but has also had an interesting life and career in football, which we're going to get to the bottom of. So Pete, you uh, were born and grew up in London. <coughs> this yes, way, yeah. spending film on the So uh, whereabouts did you, where, where were you born and where did you grow up and what was the area like? Uh, I, I was born in uh, Catford, that way, Sydenham, around that, that area. Um, and they, we had, we had uh, lots of uh, Sunday morning sides and pub sides and stuff like that. Um, but we, I, I belonged, I, was, I, used to, I went to a school, a Forest Hill School, and we had uh, Millwall. Uh, players and they're coaching us so we had a half decent side you know we had a, um, well my twin brother played there he, he, he signed for Charlton Athletic and a keeper went into, into Crystal play for Crystal Palace and um, and I ended up playing for a team called Dulwich Hamlets which were a amateur side in the Isbjorn League Good ground. So, um, going back to the start, then, even when you were growing up, was your family into football? Was it a, a, f- a footballing family? Was it an interest there already, or was it something that you had to discover a, sort of on, on your own, really? Or? Uh, no, my, I had an older brother that played yeah. played football. Yeah. He was uh, my dad played played. Uh, I, I, I was too young really to because yeah, he, he died when I was about ten, but. Uh, we got photos of him in his outfit and stuff, so he, he, he obviously played, and he did. Um, it's just the sort of thing you did in them days. You played football in the street every time, every day you came home from school. You know. I mean, this is a time. I mean, it's very much the same for me. It's a time when there are no mobile phones, computers, yeah. TVs, necessarily. And when you, when like you say, when you get home from school, that's what you did. You go outside and you play football with your mates until you either get called in for tea or the bloke whose ball it is has to go home for, to bed or whatever it is yeah yeah I, when I was at uh, secondary school there say for Forest Hill I remember play, weekends playing and I played was, was at Dulwich I'd play Saturday morning I'd play for the school Saturday afternoon I'd play for Dulwich in the, in the junior side there I was probably about, I was 16 at the time Sunday, I played Sunday morning um, for Catford United and then Sunday afternoon for a pub team. So I'd play four games. <laughs> just did it, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, mates, I mean, your friends were, you know, around playing in, in the street, were play, either playing for you, you, you know, your team or the next street along. I mean, these days, they, wouldn't, they just wouldn't let you no. play that amount of football. It's to be against, the, you know, child welfare and regulations like that. And, I mean, we find it difficult now with our, some of our youth sides to get them to play a, a Saturday afternoon for the men's side and a Sunday afternoon for the for the youth team. They yeah. sort of think they can only manage one a weekend. I mean, it's I think probably four games in a weekend is too much. But I mean, when they're when they're eighteen, they should be able to play two in two days, shouldn't they? Yeah, I didn't always play four games, but we, there were weekends when we did play four games. You know. Um, Okay, so I mean, so when you were at school, then you um, you had Millwall players come in. They were sort of professional. Were they professional players or semi-pro at that time? Yeah, professional. So I mean, that's you certainly wouldn't really get that as a regular thing these days. Is that a good um, good education from those professional players? Yeah, I think so. You know, you, it, <coughs> it was the only 
um, that, that uh, you had proper education in, in football, proper coaching in it, uh, was, a, was a school. And uh, I, I, can, um, I can remember Joey Broadfoot, there's a name for you, coming out somewhere. Coming out. And uh, the first team goalkeeper, he, he coached us for a long time. I can't remember. It'll come to me in a minute. Yeah. Um, but basically, it was, it was interesting. Your coaching in them days wasn't, they, they expected you to be able to kick a ball and stuff like that. And, you know, control it and that. And I, I, I think really, and, and even when I went and joined Dulwich, you know, they were a senior amateur team. We had coaches there, you know, from Charlton and stuff like that. And they still, they never picked up on little things, you know, like coaching, you just kick the ball properly and stuff like that. It's, you know, it was interesting really you know different it is now you know yeah. okay so you started off uh, playing wise for uh, Byron Lords FC and Catford United Was that was junior football was that uh, just as you were sort of turned 16, 17 was that yeah. the sort of time yeah and was how was your introduction into men's football in those days it was probably a lot I don't know I want to, I want to use the word tougher to a degree but I mean is that the right word or how does it compare to with what you'd see today it was, it was a man's game in them days, you know. You were, you, Catford uh, United and was um, they, they weren't, they wasn't uh, brutal at all. But you, you needed, to, you had to be able to tackle you know, and get the ball. You know. And uh, uh, there wasn't, there wasn't much about um, systems of play and stuff like that. You, you know, it was. Get the ball forward, and they didn't mind if you run with it. If you, you know, yeah, you, yeah. and uh, you get stuck in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, still some teams like that these days. So it's moved on. Um, and then I guess so. A couple of years later, you played for those two teams, and then uh, the side where you spent most of your, or the, sorry, the majority, let's say, of your playing career, um, Dulwich Hamlet. How did that move come about, or did they approach? Did they scout you, or did they approach you to go there? Or? I went. I can't. I don't think it was scouted. Yeah. Um, I, I, no, I can't remember. I mean, both my, my brother Paul and I. We we both went there when we were sixteen, and we were in the in the um, reserve. Played in the reserve side, and uh, it was like proper football. You know, it was like big big ground. You know. And, but a bar and you know, food there and it was just yeah you know, and um, well Paul, Paul went there and he got and he signed for uh, Charlton Athletic and I stayed on there on, <coughs> on my own and um, uh, it was really you know an eye opener you know you know the, the facilities you had and the, you know, and where you played, and like so you can see the difference between the you know the junior football and playing in the Eastman League. All of a sudden, even with from the facilities right down to the levels of coaching and, and what it was all about. Yeah, you, well, in the early days, I remember you know, and Dunwich Hamlet were a, were an amateur side, 
you know, in the Ismail League, which is was the top amateur league, and that was a league where there was put that some you know, some clubs were paying money. Yeah. You know, I think I thought imagine most of them were. Uh, so Dulwich were sort of hovered about the round about the bottom half, you know, right down the bottom somewhere. Um, they had lots of those, lots of old players there that, that joined in the, the football and the coaching, and you know, um, there's a lot of history there in, you know, in, in, the, in the club, and it was just like a family, you know. Yeah. Um, they, they looked after you and all, you know, I remember our, I remember our centre-half, um, big lad, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll come to you. <laughs> you know, someone kicked me during a game and, you know, and you lose your rack, you know, you yeah. lose your temper and says, no, no, calm down. We don't do that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, just, you just, just I, I saw it. He said, don't worry about it. Then about 10 minutes later, this bloke was kicked up in the air. Johnny Hammond, that's right. John Hammond's his name. And he was carried off. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah. That's what he meant. Yeah, so he learned his lesson. <laughs> Bloody kick, yeah. I've, I've heard stories about sort of senior pros sort of looking after players before, even even up to sort of Premier League level, I think, as well. But um, so, I mean, you spent 11 years at Dalit Chamlet overall, yeah. which is a significant length of time, and, and particularly playing the very good standard in the Isthmian League. I mean, you must have played with some some very good players there as well. Yeah. After, I, I think I can't remember how long, but, but after about uh, four or five years, five years, five years there. Um, the club got taken over by a bookmaker called. Um, oh, see what I mean about the memory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always just the names. Jimmy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there was uh, there were <coughs> money was being thrown. Uh, around the place, and uh, we had uh, we had a big influx of uh, players from Sutton United. You know, uh, we had three or four amateur internationals there. And the goalie was an amateur international. And we had Sutton's both two best players. And the centre half was an international. He played alongside me, and my game suddenly changed. You know, yeah. and. Uh, uh, and there was money in about. And, uh, money attracts players, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, it might not sound much, but I was getting. I, no, do you want to know how much yeah, I was yeah, getting? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was getting £20 um, a month uh, okay, so all of a sudden in my pocket. Yeah. Now, but I mean, that's about a fiver a week from the cost of 60s and 70s. That's a significant amount of money yeah, that is so it was significant I um what did I pay I, I, Jimmy Rose was, it was a bookmaker and he had a we had a proper coach from uh, um Crystal Palace with one coach but we had, it was everything changed you know and uh and all the players I 
Yeah. They, they were older, so they, they left and the club. The, the team was just uh, completely changed. You know, still, still, on, you know, still at our ground and like, lovely pitch. And, you know. Did the uh, did the influx of, of money and, and new players did that bring success? Did we start yeah, bringing trophies we, or getting up the league? Or? We um, we got. We were now all of a sudden at, uh, in the top three, band, you know, top around, around there, and we won the Surrey Senior Cup a couple of seasons. We was in the uh, amateur, uh, uh, into, you know, the Wembley. We got to, we was won one game away from Wembley, got knocked out of there. Uh, uh, everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, completely different. So, I mean, you were saying that one of the questions I was going to ask actually was um, I mean, you mentioned the, the centre half who came in when the money came in. Was like, were there who were the sort of significant players who played at the time? I mean, like, who was there? Who we, I mean, I mean, when you came in, or who were you learning from, and what did they, what did they bring? Um, you learn, I think we did have a proper coach called Ted Murphy, came from Wimbledon. Ted was it, you know, and uh, you know, you've got told what not what you should be doing as a centre and a half. You know, all of a sudden you don't start beating players on the edge of your own box, yeah. <laughs> even though you can. Yeah. You know, sometimes you know you don't do dangerous things like that. And uh, you know, and he said, well, "You've got." I was next to me was Rodney Brooks, who was. A Sutton player and played for England. Big lad, yeah. good player, and he headed everything. And I was I, one of my skills was I was quite good at heading, but you know. Yeah. And uh, he said to me, you know, um, you do you you have a couple of headers and we'll see how it goes. And then at half time he said, come across and said, uh, if they're down your side, you head it. I'm not coming across you. You're doing you're. You had just as well as I do. Yeah. So, and we were like um, centre half. So I wasn't a sweeper anymore. I was a. Um, you know, you're going, you're going to attack it just as well yeah. as he would, and you yeah. can't cover each other really. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so that went up. We had a we had a player in, in front of us. Trevor Bladen was outstanding. He was just giving the ball and. <laughs> It's outstanding, really. Yeah. It's nice when you've got someone like that you can just rely on just yeah. to, to give the ball, and, you know, it sticks yeah. no matter what, isn't it? But so, is there anyone who either was in the side across the time who either uh, developed and then went on to be professional, or was professional and came was coming back down on their way down to come and play? Or we had yes, we did have a, a lad called Alex Jackson. <clears throat> he went on to play for Chelsea. And we got a game out. We got a friendly out of that playing Chelsea at, um, at Dulwich Our Ground. And uh, I mean, that must have been an experience. I mean, was it the Chelsea side. I mean, who did you have to mark from the, the Chelsea side? Uh, yeah, um, I marked. No, I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> no. But he trod all over me. <laughs> right. And was it? And Tommy Fee, and it was a friendly. Yeah. And we, our ground used to hold about 28,000, so we had a lot. We didn't, we didn't fill the ground. No. It was a friendly, it was a funny evening. And they, um, 
the, 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 the Chelsea supporters are throwing coins at you all through the game. Yeah, yeah if you went get close to that. <laughs> well, they haven't changed. Changed at all. So I mean, could you tell? I mean, was it was the difference obvious between like the, the amateur and the professional players, and the, the fact that they were they were a sort of top flight club? And all this? The passing was absolutely outstanding. You know, you yeah. <coughs> you mark a you know you mark a centre forward. You you on the side where the ball's coming, so you maybe have to nick it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they were so accurate that the passing, you just you didn't get there. Didn't right? get there. So you had to, you know, change. I don't know, I'm trying to think of Benetti played? Peter yeah. Benetti? Is that here? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Of course, he, well, he went on to. Not be that great in the seventy oh, World so Cup, wasn't he? Yeah, that was a so good, good experience. Yeah, that was good and enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you spent eleven years at Dulwich Hamlet. I mean, it's just. Am I right in saying this? I might be, might be wrong. I might be making this up. I'm not sure. Is it right that you're the record appearance holder for Dulwich Hamlet? No. Oh no. Right. I don't know who told me that then. We must must have racked up a lot in eleven years. Yeah. So I reckon. I, so, I, play, I played about four hundred and. 150 for that year, that period I yeah. was yeah, yeah I was uh, uh, played the most games um, but there was a bloke Reg Merritt who when I was joined he he went he had about he was a lot older than me mind you. And he wasn't playing then he left before then but he had about 500 and stuff so, not too far away so no was, you know but during your it's a nice player from your school and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, during your time there, you picked up the Player of the Year award one year as well. So, I mean, that's yeah. a you know impressive achievement. Was it? Was that a year where you did well or badly, or was it because your defence was having to work yeah. hard? Yeah, that, that, that was towards the end of my career at um, Dulwich. Um, <clears throat> I remember a scout, we, we went on. We were used to when the season finished, we'd go on tour somewhere, down, you know, like in Spain or something like that. Sometimes had a game. Generally, didn't have a game because players didn't want to play. <laughs> and um, I, 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 I did get it. Yeah, in the, towards right towards the end of my days there, and we had a, we had a little presentation, and um, when I it was. When it was, it was you know, a little chat, a little talk, and said, you know, this is pizza player of the year, and there's, there's a presentation. When you, I opened the case, but I thought it was like a, a you know... A, a medal. Yeah, or a little statue. It was full of condoms. <laughs> oh, novel, novel award, but there you yeah. go. Not yeah. quite sure what they're trying to yeah. tell you. The problem, that, but that, that wasn't when I opened it in front of the, oh. the players. That's when I got home and I opened it in front of my wife. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> she, 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 did, she did see the funny side. Of it. <laughs> okay, so as, as the time is, uh, or as your time at Dulwich is sort of coming to an end, um, you did your coaching badges, FA coaching badge, level B. Is oh. that something that you were, or the coaching side of it, something you yeah. were thinking of even as a player? Yeah. I, I took a coaching badge yeah, when I was there to, towards the end of it. Um, can't, um, do I do? Yeah, 
closing just a second there. Um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we I, I was there and then we got taken over by um, Jimmy Rose. He, he actually died not long after, but he left. And Alan Smith from Crystal Palace managed us. He got rid of me on the very first day. Really? Yeah. He, he, I don't know why, he just, perhaps it was a name. Yeah. You know. And I then went off to Croydon Athletic. And it's that, I think that move there made me I like, do a coaching badge, you know. Um, and that was, that was worth, worth doing, because it makes you think about football a little bit more, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and see it from another perspective yeah. as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you, and you, you do, you know, you, you go through things like kicking the ball properly. You know, and that's the first time I've ever been taught, you know. Kick a ball. Yeah. 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 And it improved me. Yeah. yeah. Then I went off to, uh, it was like, uh, I, I, got, I got chucked out of Dulles. It's not chucked out, but I got taken And the next day I had a phone call from Croydon Athletic, who were also an Ismail League side. Yeah. Uh, actually, they were, they were up, up above Dulles at that time. And, um, and I signed for them and played. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to have to leave Dulwich, well, obviously you enjoyed your time there and, and like you say, the sort of family club thing. Uh, but then to move to a side who are in the same league and doing better is a good thing. And So how did you, you were there for a couple of years, I mean, how did you fare when you played Dulwich over the next couple of seasons? I played, yeah, we played Dulwich, the... About two or three games into into my career at um, at Croydon, and I must admit it was a bit of a rough game. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I couldn't understand why I was released. Yeah. Really, I, I didn't get any. You know, and I don't. And I, uh, Alan Smith didn't talk to me. Didn't, you know. So it was a bit, I was a bit choked, a bit choked really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a lovely club. It was a, it was a good club, you know. I mean, I go, I still go back there now and, and uh, reunions, and you know, it's but, and that's a lot of old men getting together. But it's really yeah, you know, cool. Yeah, you know, lots of yeah. memories and camaraderie from the time, isn't it? Yeah. And if I've had, am I right in thinking they had a new stadium? 20 odd years ago something like that has it yeah. updated it all they've moved to yeah, a new stadium which is uh, about um, I would say about 500 yards from the old one oh, right. uh, on the pit on the ground there they built uh, a Sainsbury's yeah. with, with car park and also a football pitch oh, right. uh, and the pitch is not as big as what it was you know, oh, when I was playing there, it was about, as I said, about 28,000, you know, big stands. Yeah. Now it's, it's a nicer sort of setup, you know, but it's not, not I can't think what the, what the attendance is now, but it's, it's a, the attendance is much better yeah. than it was when we played there. Yeah. Okay. When I played, there was probably, I don't know, I've never seen more than 5,000 there. But I guess, although the stadium's smaller, it's in a, a ground more keeping with the, the attendance it gets. You know, and probably a, maybe a better atmosphere. Yeah. So, was your was your time at Croydon 
the success? Was the trophies on the board, or was it? How, how did you find it after after being at a club you like so much in, in Dulwich? Yeah, uh, it was good. They were good. They were a good side. They had um, uh, quite a few, you, you know playing in the Eastman League. You know the players. You know, um, and we were uh, the side. The top sides when I was there all the time were like Hendon, and Enfield, yeah. stuff like that. You know, and you were, you know. And you you get to know the players and they, you know they're chatting you up and stuff like that. So and Croydon had quite a few there, and we were we were like well above Dulwich. We were like in the top three again. And, and Dulwich struck. They've just you know he's just revamped the side. Uh, Adam Smith when he came, he got rid of a few players and uh, he brought some some uh, players from Palace. He was at Palace at that time. Yeah. Um, Croydon, yeah, it was a, I, only, I was only there just over a season, about a season, and then, and then I came came back to, down to I came down to Yeovil. Yeah. Okay, so what so what prompted your move to to Yeovil? Um, I, I I think really I I I, 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 I had children at that uh, you know that, uh, running the family. And I came, I came down to watch Paul a couple of times, and um, bumped into. Uh, and I, I was an IT person in them days, you know. I worked for BT, and I came down and I bumped into fortunately this the, the IT uh, manager, Wesson's, in a bar in a bar before one of the games, and he was American. I think his name, no, no. and he. And after talking to him and he said what I, what I was doing, he wasn't worried about the football. No, no, no. <laughs> I got a job and I thought, well, you know, London was changing, yeah. getting a bit grotty, uh, you know, a bit smoggy, and yeah. uh, and, um, and the opportunity just seemed like a good opportunity. You know, Paul's down there playing, and, and I thought, you know, you know, I you know, may get in the Oval or. I wasn't too worried about football then, you know, I was older. And, yeah. Uh, but, 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 so basically a job choice and a lifestyle choice for the family, really. Yeah. And what was so what was Paul doing down here already? He was he was working for Wessons. Yeah, and he was... Because obviously you'd say... like Yeah, ah, right, so he'd gone from like Charlton to Yeovil and yeah. that's what brought him in. He, he signed for Yeovil um, all about about four or five years before then and he, 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 two or three of them went down with him Cliffy Myers he's one player he's a good player um, a couple of other lads they all, they all, they all, they all signed on at the same time um, OK well I think as we just get to a significant event in Pete's life moving down to Yeovil uh, we're going to call that the end of part one uh, Thanks for Pete for uh, talking to us so far, and we'll continue this chat shortly. Uh, hopefully, you found that interesting, and, and hopefully, some of you might even have learned something as well. So, uh, we'll do episode two shortly, and you'll, you'll hear more of Pete coming up. And but in the meantime, um, make sure you uh, listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all good podcast providers. Please subscribe and give us a nice rating where you can. And obviously, we'd like to thank Pete for his time this evening. So, listen to part two coming soon.